Sam Rajovsky here. You're listening to the What's Right Show. Grateful to be with you, friends, here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Thursday, uh, another day, a little windy, a little windy in town. But I will tell you, it's always a matter of where the wind blows from, isn't it? And what kind of garbage it brings in. And this is why I think it's so important that we talk about that pesky state to the west of us. What was once a promised land, California, a land of opportunity, of beaches, of clean air, has turned into a cesspool of crime and all sorts of other related politically induced degeneration. Now, those of you who know me know that I, once upon a time, lived in the Golden State. And I was, uh, I was done. I couldn't take it anymore. The checks I wrote, tax payments to the authorities, were uh, large. Uh, I'll tell you that. The benefits that I received in return were small. You know, people would joke, it's the weather tax. Well, okay. I mean, the weather's nice. But how much of a premium am I willing to pay for that? And so it was, you know, it was some years back that um, we began looking at opportunity, you know, places maybe that we could relocate to. And Vegas, Nevada were top of my list. It's close. You know, I can still get to California. I dip my toes into the ocean, drive down there four hours, get on a plane, 50 minutes. And I thought, I can, I can do the hot summer. And I, and I thought, you know, I thought for me it was going to be a little bit of a step down. Now, this, all this has a point, by the way, because there's some terrible news coming out of California. So I'm just giving you my, my thinking, and I think a lot of Californians think this way. I can, I can do it. Well, I got here to Nevada, and I fell in love. And I mention this frequently on, on this program, how much I absolutely was, was surprised and, and delighted as I got to know people and I, I put my roots down and, and, and brought my family here and put my kids in school. And just in every way, I have been pleasantly surprised to the point now where the family, the wife and I, the kids have, have no interest of ever living anywhere else. And this is why a number of you uh, reach out to me and say, well, stop talking about California. We get it. You left. You, you know, don't, don't sound like a bitter, you know, ex. And I say, well, listen, it, it's fine, agreed, right? That's maybe not a, the best look, but we here in Nevada have to be acutely aware and concerned with what's happening to a state that is our immediate neighbor and in such close physical proximity. It's not just that we are neighbors, it's that the metropolitan area that is Los Angeles, for example, is, you know, I just mentioned, four hours away by, by car. The problems that occur in California spill over into our state. We had that happen recently when a crazed fanatic guy comes from California, goes to the Strip, and stabs to death two people, one of whom was a, a local 
a resident of Las Vegas. Now, the story there, and I, I covered it, of course, was that this was an entirely avoidable incident were it not for the crazy politics that California embodies. The perpetrator, the murderer, alleged, alleged murderer, uh, you know, he, he had had a, a rap sheet. There was a DV arrest, domestic violence arrest. He was taken in by the police. He was supposed to be tried. He ultimately did not get tried because it fell through the cracks at the Los Angeles prosecutor's office. But the real story, of course, is <laughs> that the guy's an illegal immigrant. He should have been deported. But because Los Angeles is a sanctuary city and California is a sanctuary state, the guy was left unmolested. And instead of being convicted for what was a violent attack, he was released and ultimately led to the events that fateful day. Now, this is just one example. There are hundreds and thousands of others. So it was, I think, a, a perplexing and worrisome thing when I read this uh, week that there are um, there's significant news from Daily Mail Online saying there's thousands of convicted child molesters in California who are getting less than a year in jail. And this, of course, is, is shocking because these terms, according to law, ought to run in decades, not years. Statutorily, and I know this because I, I also still have a California law license, I can tell you this, these people ought to be in jail for oh, at least 10 years. And what California is doing, and we have to be very careful about it here too, is we do not want to get ourselves in a position where we are, um, where, where unelected judges and where bureaucrats within the government are circumventing the law, which is, you know, giving certain sentences that ought to be prescribed to people and, and, and going around it and for administrative reasons, releasing people from jail. From California in raw numbers, and this is significant because this is, again, this is not in a faraway place. This is a... I mean, I mean, hell, in, you know, three and a half hours by car, 270 miles away, 7,000 pedophiles who were convicted of lewd or lascivious acts with a child under 14 years of age were released from prison after serving less than one year. This is a, an absolute scandal. The reporter for the Daily Mail, Josh Boswell, who broke the story, uh, said that basically, you know, they, they, we, I mean, they had to get into, I guess, the, found this all out through California's Megan's Law website to get statistics uh, on the registered sex offenders. This is something that the state has been doing very quietly. This required a bit of research because the California Justice Department refused to provide any data. Yeah, because they're playing hide the ball on this stuff. How many of these folks are going to end up in Nevada? Probably some. And whatever that number is, if they were still supposed to be and ought to be in prison, whatever that number is, it's that many too much. We are, uh, this entire approach right now to crime is, is, is horrifying to me. 
just as this, this came out, we found in the last, oh, I think, what was this, 24 hours? I'm looking at this. It, 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 San Francisco, which was once a great city, in the last week, there was a guy who got high on drugs. He hijacked a city bus, tore through the Mission District, two miles smashing into cars. I, I think maybe one or two people were hurt. Uh, no fatalities. In broad daylight, right by City Hall, another guy kills a man. Again, not at night, not in a dark alley, but in broad daylight, in a part of town that houses City Hall and a prominent California law school. And then finally, just a day or two ago, a parent suddenly took a, uh, well, was with her, with her infant, a baby, at a playground in a neighborhood the baby accidentally ingested fentanyl and almost died. We need to, I, I keep saying this is a broken record, we need to get real here in Las Vegas about crime and understanding that we do not want to be in California because we don't have a lot of the good things. Remember, that's why I started with the show the way I did. I, I was explaining the thinking of the average Californian. Okay, well, you've got the weather, they've got the beach, they've got Disneyland. What else? Well, there's mountains. You know, it's a, it's, it's a, it is. It's, it, there's, there's lots of good. You're, you're a little closer to Hawaii. I don't know. Come up with a list of things. And what are you willing to put up with? And the second question of this is, taking aside for the fact that there's a criminal element that's, of course, going to cross the border into Nevada and cause problems here when they're done causing problems in California, there's another component that's, I think, as significant, maybe more significant, and that is that a number of people from California are making the decision to leave because maybe they don't want their babies ingesting fentanyl in city parks. Maybe they don't want to be surrounded by criminals that are caught and released on a daily basis. I grew up in a very safe neighborhood. I just... Uh, you know, my parents still live in the house that I, I grew up in. And this is in Irvine, in California. And I just heard today that uh, there are a number of break-ins in that neighborhood. Now, I, I understand we have break-ins here as well. But all of these crimes, this is, I don't remember this ever happening when I was a kid. The reason they're happening now, the reason you're having armed heists, smash-and-grab raids, in stores is because the criminals know they'll get away with it. Criminal justice reform is a recipe for mayhem, for chaos, for death and destruction. We absolutely have to get serious about this. And here in Nevada, I, I, thankfully, we are uh, not California. But the other part of this I was going to say is those Californians that say, look, I'm done with this. I'm going to move. And they move here. And my fear is, and we know this, is a number of them then come here and vote Democrat. They cannot, for whatever reason, make a connection between their voting preferences and the resulting catastrophe brought upon their communities. 
And I think what we need, and I, this, I'm reflecting on the election here, I, I think we need politicians here who can explain this and persuade and bring people unto the fold. And, and the, uh, my hope is, right, that we need to be, we need to be educating California. We should have billboards. I know a thing or two about billboards. We got to have billboards as people are driving in from California that explain to them why they're leaving California and the resulting the policies that re- resulted uh, in uh, perhaps um, some of the decisions that led to their departure. All right, got to take a quick break. They're doing something in New York City. They got a Democratic mayor, but they're doing something. They're onto something that I think can take a bite out of crime. I want to share this with you because it's something we're going to have to do here as well. Sam Rajofsky, you're listening to The What's Right Show. Be back in just a moment. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Speaking of insufferable L.A. people, Harry and Meghan's Netflix trailer is deliberately dropping just in time to overshadow the Cambridge's landmark U.S. tour. Sam Rajovsky here on News Talk 840 KXNT, your voice of reason in these troubled times. You're listening to the What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, 702-820-1234. If you get in an accident... Don't wait, call right away, or even text them. Again, it's 702-820-1234. It's that easy. All right, so, well, I mean, I'm bringing this, I don't give a rip about Harry and Meghan. I'm not going to watch this thing. But they are just, they are just insufferable. And, uh, and, and their own people, by the way, are confirming that they, that they are timing the Netflix release on the exact same week that the new Prince of Wales and his wife are on their first U.S. tour, uh, now serving in that capacity after the death of the Queen. I think that is uh, not going to go over well. What do you think? Yeah, agree. By the way, I, th- where, I had this in my stack here. The New York, I'll pull it up. New York Post, I, I think they're, I think they're saying it was a mistake. They're apparently some TV show. Where do I have it? Here I have, I found it. There's a, there's a TV show by Tim Burton. It's called Wednesday. And, um, and it, and it's being called racist because I guess they cast uh, black actors as bullies. But the New York Post on Instagram briefly put out a, a post about this saying Tim Burton's Wednesday called racist for casting black actors as bullies. And in the photo, it had Meghan Marker, Markle, and Harry. <laughs> They're calling it a mistake. I think somebody over there was having fun with this. Well, is she a bully? Has she been cast as a bully? Well, I think it's of her own making, if you ask me. All right, New York City. They have a a mayor, a newish mayor. He's been in office for uh, just a little bit. Eric Adams, Democrat, former uh, cop, though, New uh, New York's finest, 
police officer, and he is pushing right now to have the mentally ill put in psychiatric holds, involuntary psychiatric holds. This is long overdue. I'm going to talk about downtown Vegas for a moment. Let's bring this back from California, back from uh, from from New York, and, and let's talk about our, our city here, okay? Why are down? Why is my office downtown? Why did I decide of all the places in the city, all the all the pretty manicured, beautiful office buildings up in Summerlin or or in Henderson or wherever? Why did I decide to you know open shop in the Arts District? And it's because I am a huge believer in urban renewal. I think if you if you don't have a city core, if a, if a city doesn't have a vibrant downtown, then it's just a boring collection of suburbs. It's not a real city. You cannot have a body without a heart. And I look at our uh, ever improving downtown uh, Las Vegas area. We're in the Arts District, but I, I look at it all of it, and I see uh, this. You know, I see this, this, uh, it's an opportunity. It's, a, it's not more than that. I mean, it's happening. But I see a, a developing and a, and a renewing of people coming back into this area that at one point was very blighted. And everybody was, you know, originally when Vegas was, was built and all the, all the wealthy, well-to-do people, they, they, they built homes in downtown. And then in each generation, if you study the expansion of the city, people with money kept moving out further and further, leaving behind areas that then uh, became, of course, quite blighted. And this process probably started in the, in the 90s, 2000, certainly. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a latecomer to it, but I still think our downtown has a long way to go. And the thing that really in my view, that uh, that it threatens the downtown renewal uh, experiment project the most is the criminal, uh, criminally insane element that is blighting this area. When the downtown project, uh, Tony Shea started investing downtown, one measure of success that they had or the measure of what they were doing with their because they came in, they, they dropped a lot of money and were investing to make parts of downtown uh, far more beautiful than they had been. And a measure of their success was they would, they would send people out and measure or count how many women with kids they saw with babies. It was a stroller count. And that was the metric. It's funny, this is a true story. This is the metric that they used to determine the success of their renewal efforts. The thinking behind it, of course, being that a mom is not going to take her baby, her newborn, her toddler out in a stroller by herself in an area where she doesn't feel safe. Now, what are things that make people feel unsafe? Well, I will tell you, uh, being a big fan of downtown and yet at the same time also being a keen observer and a truth teller, there's a lot of homeless people down here who are bananas. They're drugged out of their minds. They are human zombies. There's no sugarcoating this. This is a major problem. And we need to, as a country, and I, whether it's in New York and L.A., of course, all that has to happen. But here in Las Vegas, we got to find a way to fix this.
We got to find a way to clean this up because it is the real existential crisis for the future of our city, not global warming and other things. So I, I like what they're doing in New York. I'll, I'll talk more about this when we come back. By the way, when we come back, though, I think we have Brian McCormick. Uh, he'll uh, be on the phone with us. Uh, he's the um, voice of the Henderson Silver Knights. And he will be talking to us about the uh, game on Saturday. That's right, the, the uh, toy giveaway. To- uh, it's sponsoring my firm, Sam and Ash Injury Law, sponsoring it. And, um, and he'll tell us all about it. I'll give you all the details here just after the break. You do not want to miss this. Uh, Brian's a great guy. All right, quick break. Sam Marjofsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up. Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit SamAndAshLaw.com. Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the program. Good to be with you here today, live in studio from beautiful downtown Las Vegas. Sam Rajovsky here. The What's Right Show continues. And as promised, we have a special guest in uh, on the phone with us right now, Brian McCormick. He is the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights. Brian, welcome to the program. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. It's great to be with you. Yeah, I'm I'm delighted, of course, to um, Saturday. I'm getting ahead of myself. Saturday the 3rd. Uh, is going to be a big day at the Dollar Loan Center Arena uh, because of the Lucky Launch, which uh, is sponsored by uh, Sam and Ash. Uh, that would be uh, me and uh, and Ashley, my my law partner. And what what? Tell us what's happening this day. Why is this a special day uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights and for Las Vegas? Yeah, well, Sam, we, we appreciate uh, Sam and Ash helping to, uh, to promote this, being one of the driving engines behind what's really one of our favorite dates on the calendar and one of the uh, home games that fans are most excited about. This will be our second lucky launch, uh, which is essentially, in any other market, you recognize it as the teddy bear toss. So when the Silver Knights score their first goal of the game on Saturday, fans are invited to throw stuffed animals, plush toys onto the ice, uh, hat-trick style, if you will. Uh, as many as they want. You bring as many bears as you can carry into the building or against <laughs> dogs, cats, tigers, whatever fits your fancy. Uh, they're thrown onto the ice. Uh, they'll pause the game. They'll collect them all and donate them to local charities. This year is benefiting Toys for Tots, the Equality Center, and also the Salvation Army. So it's, it's a great cause, but it's also just so much fun. You know, the, the spectacle. It's, it's great to have fans uh, have engagements with the game. And there's no better example than the lucky launch. And, uh, you know, to have fun, to make an impact, this event is going to be as successful as the fans make it. So, again, we invite them to, uh, to come with enthusiasm. Uh, and, and also just for the time of year, it's, it's a great way to make sure that every boy and girl has something special under the tree on, on Christmas in the Las Vegas Valley. So it's, it's a tremendous cause, but it's also uh, it's well-timed on the calendar. And it gives our fans a, a chance to make a real visual impact uh, community impact while watching a game at the DLC. Yeah, Brian, I, I am so happy that uh, everybody has come together for this. I had an opportunity earlier in the week to visit with uh, the, the guys over at Toys for Tots. 
uh, Sergeant Daly and Staff Sergeant Q. Uh, the the work that they do in that warehouse, I mean, it is an operation as smooth as you could possibly imagine. They need those toys. They are a little bit behind this year in their you know in their goals. Uh, I I I would imagine too that just the economy has turned for a lot of people. It's it's not as good as it's been in in years past and cost of goods has gone up so it's going to impact christmases across the valley and there's a need and and this yeah. is, you know it's, it's it's so that's the reality of it so so again i mean i th- i think people need to know this you 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 buy a toy a new stuffed animal or two or three you said as many as somebody can carry which i think is a is a challenge which i may i may uh, may see what i can get away with when i when i come in uh, uh, before the game so with, and then the first goal which will be the first of many that night uh, we all go and throw it over uh, onto the ice and it'll be collected and distributed so i i i can't stress this enough folks get to the game get to the game if you haven't been by the way um Now's your excuse, right? If you haven't gone down to the Dollar Loan Center, I don't live in that part of town. As a matter of fact, if you drew kind of a, a path to get to the Dollar Loan Center, on the map, I, I live like in the almost exactly opposite part of the valley. And yet it's really easy to get there. I mean, it's super easy because right off the 215. And yep. this season, you know, we were talking earlier, this, is a, this season is, it, there's a first and the it's the 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 thing that makes it special is it's the first season that the uh, Henderson Silver Knights are in their new arena, the Dollar Loan Center Arena, which is a brand new, beautiful facility. I think it's one of the best places to see best places to see sporting events, uh, hands down. I, I prefer it, frankly, to T Mobile. More intimate, no bad seat. I mean, every seat's got a great view, and and it's it's. It's it's really it's it's not shared with uh, you know uh, other you know or that many other other people. So tell me about this. What do you? I mean, you're there. You go to you go to obviously all the all the home games. And what is the energy like in the building? Describe it to me now this season. And 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 am I right? Should people go and go to a game and and see it in person? Well, absolutely, Sam. And, and to your point, uh, no better way to experience the building for the first time if you've not been there before than Lucky Launch on Saturday because of the atmosphere that'll bring. Uh, you know, last year we were able to get into the Dollar Loan Center in the month of April. So we finished the year in uh, in Henderson. Well, our last 10 home games were at the DLC. Uh, and it was both uh, a really nice introduction because uh, we played 10 home games and it was tremendous, but it was also a little bit of a tease also because we had so much fun and the team had a great run to finish the year and, and clinch a playoff spot. Uh, and then you have a few months of off season and you're, you know, you're kind of jealous of yourself. You're like, well, when, when do I get to have fun like that again? And now we get to do it every uh, on a daily basis uh, with our first full home season at the Dollar Loan Center. So, I mean, I'll tell you, the, the game ops staff that's led by Chandler Blanchard, they do an incredible job to try to recreate what is a VGK home game atmosphere, but do it in a building like ours that is, uh, you know, just a shade under 6,000 seats. It's a really intimate venue where if you're sitting in the nosebleeds, you're 20 feet from the ice. I mean, that's just how on top of the action you are all the time. But at the same time, just such an electric atmosphere, the music, the interactive games that fans play on the center hang scoreboard, you know, there's just so much uh, life in that building. And, you know, I get to travel to, 
Uh, I've traveled to half the buildings in the American Hockey League, and every market is strong and every fan base is fun. But, you know, minor leagues is minor leagues. And sometimes you go to a place uh, on a Tuesday night in the middle of January, and it's a little bit sleepy. It's never sleepy at the Dollar Loan Center. It's that energy, that electricity is always there. The, the, the fans make it a loud building, probably the loudest in the league. Uh, and that just makes it fun all the time. And to your point, for the lucky launch on Saturday uh, presented by Sam and Ash, that is a, uh, an event that not only is it fun for the fans and uh, a spectacle, but it's an event that the Toys for Tots program counts on. And you guys have been working with Toys for Tots, Toys for Tots all month. It's not a one-night instance to, to collect toys for Toys for Tots. You guys have been working at for weeks with your toy drive, your lucky launch drive. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, we've been our offices yeah. is, is thankfully is starting to fill up with bears. We are we are getting there, and um, and I'm 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 excited about it. Yeah, and it's a, this event on Saturday, you know, it's not a standalone effort, but it is going to be a tremendous shot in the arm. I mean, we have an impact, an opportunity to make a tremendous impact, and not only helping them meet their goals, but also uh, I, I hope uh, inspire others just by the optics of it. To, to make a difference because as you mentioned the way the economy is right now i'm sure there may be a few more people who are in need of a little bit of help from toys for tots and other local charities uh than maybe in years past so it's important that we uh that we overachieve on saturday night in terms of our toy collection yeah i um, i'm brian thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us here to go over this because so important so the, the event the game is on saturday it's at the Dollar Loan uh, Center. Uh, the It's at 200 South Green Valley Parkway. Super easy to get off uh, 215. You just go up a little ways, a few blocks up. Um, there will you know, bring a, you know, come to the game, bring a toy or two or three, and and come support these great charities and, and, and this important need. I will be there. Brian, you're going to be there. We're all going to be there. We're going to win that night, right? We're gonna. I think we're gonna win, and we're playing the uh, the Coachella Valley Firebirds. It'll be the first uh, the first weekend that they've faced the Silver Knights. So on the hockey front, we'll see something new as well. Fabulous, Brian. Thank you again for for joining me. A pleasure to be with you, and um, and 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 again, uh, I'm just so excited for this event, and look forward to seeing you there. Thank you, Sam. Thank you guys for your support, and uh, loosen up your throwing shoulder. I'll see you this weekend. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Brian. All right, friends. Uh, great to uh, to have Brian with us, uh, I, I, and I will be there. I'm I'm going to be there. I'll be there with my kids. I hope to see you. Uh, I I think I'm going to maybe even go out on the ice. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But certainly come and say hi if you see me, and let's uh, catch up. Got to take a quick break. Sam Rajovsky, the What's Right Show, will continue in just a moment. Hi, it's Ash from Sam and Ash Injury Law. You need a lawyer you can trust. So give us a call at 702-820-1234 or go to SamAndAshLaw.com. No pressure, just answers, because you deserve what's right. Friends, yes, rarely wrong, always right, me. Sam Rajovsky, Nevada's favorite recovering Californian. This here is your dedicated Karen Free Zone. We don't do that stuff here. We just analyze what's in front of us, tell the truth, and give it to you straight. Now, as part of that, I, I want to let you in on a developing story. I've, I just 
had an opportunity to talk to a local investigative reporter here in town about an issue that I've been talking about extensively. So I'm going to keep those details of it vague for right now because this is still something that's being worked out. But there is uh, an interest now, finally, uh, by some local mainstream media, a story that I've been covering here extensively for you. So if you listen to this program and hang on my every word, well, then good news for you. You will be ahead of the curve when the, I don't know, when all of this starts to pop. Now, the story, again, I'll talk about it in broad strokes as I have here before, and that is uh, personal injury lawyers here in town are, some of them, very brazen in their efforts to solicit uh, people that get into accidents. So imagine you have a loved one, maybe a spouse, sibling, a child uh, that's killed in a, in, a, in a crash. And the story gets some attention on the news. And, you know, next thing you know, all of a sudden, a bunch of very creepy, disgusting, and unethical lawyers are calling you, trying to get you to sign up with them. I've heard from folks that have had that specifically happen to them, uh, and I've had many of those stories. I, 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 can, I, could, I could tell you stories like that for, for days. And even if a regular, you know, fender-bender-type accident, you have uh, people that then suddenly come out the woodwork. You go to the hospital. There's some guy at the hospital that tries to, hey, get over here to this lawyer. I'll help you find a lawyer, and everybody's getting money. And these lawyers are participating in this very illegal and unethical scheme to buy cases. And I, you know, it's, <clears throat> I got a lot of people asking me, Sam, what, I know you're a personal injury lawyer. We like your billboards, some very weird-looking billboards in this town, but there's a lot of them. Explain that. Small city, Vegas, you know, 2 million people. How come there's so many PI lawyers? Well, one, we have... Unfortunately, we have a, a high percentage of really terrible drivers, so there are a lot of accidents here. The other part of it is there's so much fraud and there's so much, I don't know, there's all, all this kind of nasty stuff going on that, that you know, these lawyers are, are able to finance because of it because this, is, it, this helps them get big cases and they earn big fees, and it's lucrative. They wouldn't do it if it wasn't lucrative, if there wasn't money in it. So anyway, I've been talking about this, talking about this, mentioning stories, and and I, you know, there's another firm here in town, Battleborn uh, Injury Law, Matt Hoffman over there. I don't know him, uh, but I, I I love the fact that he decided uh, a little while ago to sue someone, file a lawsuit against another lawyer here in town who may or may not think he's Batman. I'll give you that clue. It's a matter of public record, I and mean, this is a, a pleading. So he, he files a lawsuit against the lawyer, and he, and he, got, he has all the details in it, in, in what happened. He's got everything. He brought the receipts. I mean, he is a, making allegations that, you know, he, a client of his, you know, was solicited at the scene, and da-da-da, goes through the whole thing. And I, I have to follow up on where that case is, but apparently that caught the eye of, uh, of some reporters. And so, and so, you know, people then heard about me talking about it and been reaching out. So we're working on a story. I'll tell you more as it develops, but it's real. It's serious. And one thing that the takeaway here, just as a consumer PSA is, 
Make sure you choose your lawyer. Make sure you choose your, your plumber, your, your doctor, whatever. I'm amazed when people call me and say, yeah, well, so a tow truck driver referred me to the lawyer. And I say, well, why are you calling me? Because you're not happy. Well, yeah, the lawyer's terrible. I go, well, would you, if you needed surgery, would you have, you know, the, your Uber driver recommend a good surgeon? Of course not. So don't do that. Don't, don't get caught up in it. Make sure you pick your lawyer. And, and there's plenty of good ones in town, including me. And I, I actually even have a better lawyer than me. That's Ash. She's the better lawyer. So anyway, crazy story. I'll keep you posted on how that goes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I haven't... You saw, of course, this uh, entire thing uh, with the... I, I'm not going to get into the, the, the... Kanye is out there again being crazy. The best thing I can recommend for Trump <clears throat> is to <laughs> just distance yourself from him. <laughs> And I know, I know Trump doesn't like to do that. I, I think he likes to – he's a loyal guy, um, actually, with, with friends and people particularly that he knows are struggling. And before you get at me and talk to me about how Trump isn't loyal and whatnot, uh, I, I, I have a story about this. I, maybe I've shared this before, but uh, Bob Kraft, who's the uh, owner of the Patriots – very wealthy guy, but you know, was a, a, a longtime friend of Trump's when his when his wife died. His longtime wife died. He's since remarried to a, a younger woman, but his wife was dying of cancer when she passed away. He he. One thing he he would always talk about is how of all the people that he knew, and Trump wasn't even his best friend. Trump would be the guy that would call him and check on him, and and Trump does have that personality where he does reach and care for people who are going through something. Kanye's going through something. I mean, he's 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 not well, and I I think you know I I as I as I reflect more on Trump's you know the the dinner and getting together with him now that we have a few weeks of hindsight I I see it as a as a I don't know it's not a character flaw it's you know there's there's a there's guy there's an element here of of wanting to wanting to take care of this guy but it, it is it's getting bizarre folks. And uh, I guess, I suppose, yeah, Kanye got, yeah, he's talking, to, you, you, can't, you can't talk about Hitler doing some great stuff. I, I understand. You know, it's like saying Mussolini, the, he got the trains to run on time. Well, I'm sorry. <clears throat> there are some other issues that are a little more important than whether the choo-choo got there, you know, at, at, at 12, 12.01. So I'm, you know, I, I think this is, uh, and so, and I, you know, I saw another report that, um, uh, you know, that Netanyahu came out of the woodwork, who's a big fan of Trump's, right? And they're, they're longtime uh, allies, uh, who, and Netanyahu's fighting for a, you know, he's, he's going to be prime minister again in Israel. So he staged a major comeback, and, and he, you know, but he's, he said that the dinner was a mistake, wrong, and misplaced, but, you know, I, Anyway, this is all um, this is all stuff. So again, the bigger issue, the biggest issue, if I if I can say this, is we cannot forget about the special counsel investigation that is out there, friends. I worry about this tremendously. Jen Psaki, the former White House press secretary, uh, was on Morning Joe this morning, and basically her her missive on this was. 
she's gushing about the 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 tremendously competent uh, special counsel, Jack Smith. And she's talking about how Merrick Garland deserves credit, you know, for, for putting together this prosecution, handing this off to a, uh, really, a, a phenomenal uh, trial lawyer, a criminal prosecutor. He prosecuted war crimes. They're talking about this. Now, there's, the caveat, of course, is that there's been a lot of buildup over the years that this is it, they've got Trump, and then it never materializes and it fizzles. So I understand that. But they, right now, friends, they're playing for keeps. These people are unhinged. They are determined to take Trump down. And I think, I really think that the Biden administration is deluded enough to think that because uh, Biden decided to hand this off and to, to his attorney general, and they don't talk about anything related to Trump, right? And then Merrick Garland, the attorney general, handed it off to the special counsel, and they don't talk about anything, right? That this is all clean and fine and dandy and nothing to see here, and any decision that's made by the special counsel is fully independent and transparent and whatnot, which is all a load of garbage, but I think they're deluded. I, I really do. I am convinced that this administration is deluded into thinking that they are above reproach on this. And they, they want Trump. They want to get him so bad. We have to keep uh, an eye on the ball here because this, this, this will set such a dangerous precedent in our country. I cannot overemphasize it. All right, friends. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I'll be back here. 2 p.m. You know the spot. The What's Right Show will continue then. Have a wonderful afternoon, and I will see you here again tomorrow.